Today's daf is Babakama daf Kuf Yud Gimel. We're holding on daf Kuf Yud Beis Amud Beis. Four lines from the bottom of the page. At Amar Ravina. The first thing we're going to discuss is at what point Beisdin is going to uh, write a star against somebody, a sort of nidui for failure to show up to Beisdin, and what kind of shluchei Beisdin are relied upon to write such a star. Meaning, if you just sent a person who happened to have been going to the neighbor and you said, "Please tell this person that he has to come to Beisdin," is that enough that he that he failed to respond to that person, or do we need some sort of official shluche based in with uh, two edim and everything. Then the Gemara is going to discuss at what point we sh- we tear up a shtar nidui. If a person shows up, he says, I plan on showing up, or what if the shtar nidui is written because of failure to listen to psak din? So at what point would we say that we're comfortable enough that we're willing to tear up the shtar, the shtar nidui? Then the Gemara is going to discuss which days are off limits to be mazmin a person to din. Which days are considered too busy or unreasonable to expect a person to show up to to Beisdin. And the mission in the middle of Amadalif is going to discuss taking money from places where the money may have been stolen, meaning uh, where you have to be concerned that maybe this is money that was uh, that was gained through dishonest means. And the Gemara is going to have three different contexts where we mention exceptions to the rule of Dina de Malchus Adina. The mission is going to mention tax collectors, so that's going to lead us into the discussion of Dina de Malchus Adina. And the Gemara is going to talk about two possible exceptions to Dina de Malchus Adina. One where it's in Lokitzva, where there's no set amount that the Malchus is uh, is collecting, or if it's a self-appointed moche, someone who's not actually appointed by the uh, by the Melech, so those are exceptions, but those exceptions are going to be mentioned in three different contexts, and that's going to lead us into the sugya of Gezel Hagoi. What is the status of stealing from a non-Jew? Asur Mutter, Asur Midaraisa, or uh, only Asur Midarabanan, so we're going to discuss Gezel Hagoi. Once we're discussing Gezel Hagoi, we're also going to talk about Avedas Hagoi, and Ta'us Hagai, that if a guy makes a mistake in his cheshben, are you allowed to not inform him and take advantage of that? What if you find something that belongs to him? Is there a mitzvah of Hashava? Is there a mitzvah to return it? The Gemara is also going to talk about when a, when a tax collector, if he comes to uh, to a field, and there are like uh, several partners in the field, but only one of them is around, and the other partners already took what they're, what they're owed from that field, can you collect for the entire field from that one person, from the one person who's left stuck holding the bag and let let him work it out with his partners later or do you uh, do you have to only collect his portion, assuming that you are the tax collector. I mean, the Gemara is going to talk the halacha for the tax collector. And then at the very end of the daf, we're going to discuss when a Jew is allowed to testify in a non-Jewish court when there's a case between a Jew and a non-Jew. That uh, what, uh, or what, uh, when he can rely that the uh, that the din is going to be a proper din that he's even allowed to testify to encourage such a din even in a non-Jewish court. So we're all again kufir beis and beis four lines from the bottom of the page. Amaravina. That if you have a shluchad rabbanon, you have a basin sends a shliach. We believe him like uh, like two witnesses, and therefore we're allowed to send a. If if you sent uh, this, if the basin sent this shliach to be mazmin samaladin, and he didn't show up, we're uh, we're allowed to act on that. Well, what does it mean to act on it? That means that we're allowed to put him in a shamta. We're allowed to do. 
form of cherim, but to actually write a shtar shanta against him, to write a shtar that says that we're putting him in cherim, that we're not allowed to do because the person who's ultimately going to have to pay for that is the person who's put in nidoy. So then it would turn out that we're being motzi mamon al that you have this one guy that says that he refuses to show up, and now we're going to make him pay based on that. So that far we're not going. We're not. We're not going to. Uh, we're not going to go. Amar Avina, Yavina Zimna Apuma Deitza Vapuma Deshivvi. We can set a time where he has to show up to the Beisdin based on uh, a woman. A woman happens to be going there. We could tell her, listen, you're going to see this fellow. Tell him that he's got to come to Beisdin. Or his neighbors, we can say, you're going to see him. Tell him he has to come to Beisdin. And that, that's considered a proper Asmana Ladin, even though they're not uh, official employees of the Beisdin. But this is only if that guy doesn't live in the same city as the Beisdin. So you tell people who are going to see him, his neighbors, other people, go and tell him, but if he's, uh, if he's in town, then we're not going to put him in a shamta just based on the woman or the neighbor. Because we're gonna, we, have, we, we can make the assumption that maybe they didn't deliver the message if he lives in the town, because they think, why do they really need me to deliver the message? Um, uh, they, they live in the same town. Probably the Shlech Beisdin will run into him anyway, and will tell him that he has to come to Beisdin. But if they know that they're being relied upon because he lives in a distant location where the Shluchei Beisdin don't typically go, then we have the right to assume that they delivered the subpoena properly. And this is also only true if the person doesn't happen to go by Beisdin very often. But if he's got Dinei Torah all the time, he's always going to Beisdin, then lo, then we do, then, then we do not write a Shamta based on uh, an assumption that these people are delivered the Hazmana, because they're going to assume that I don't really need to deliver the Hazmana, Beisdin, I'm sure, will see him, and they'll, uh, and they'll tell him. And also a third exception, that's only if they come back that day, meaning these people, uh, the woman or the neighbor that you send, are people who tend to, to go back that and, and forth in a single day. But if not, then we have the right to assume that they probably forgot. They forgot that they were sent because it's a week later. They don't even remember that they were that they were supposed to be masmin this person to a din. So those are three exceptions to when it is that we can rely on the woman or on the neighbor and not on two edim that Bezin is going to send the shluchei Bezin to uh, deliver the asmana. So uh, the exception if they live in the same town, if the guy is always constantly around Bezin, or if these shluchim don't make it back in uh, in a single day, well, then in all those three cases we are not able to rely on them. If they wrote a star against him because he didn't show up to Beisdin, we do not tear up that star until he actually shows up in Beisdin. If we wrote a star nidoy because he wasn't listening to the psak din of the Beisdin, we're not going to tear up the star until he actually listens to the psak. He has to follow it through. But that's not in fact correct. Since he says, I'm going to listen, he commits to listen, that's enough for us to be korea. That's enough for for us to be korea the uh, the the the, uh, the 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 shtar nidoy against him. As Rashi says, "Vlo yikivin damar tziyusna karana la alter the dilma lesli zuzi hashda v'tarach avol ba'asal ladina kol kamed lesli afkarusahu." Why is there a difference between a star that we write against him for failure to show up to Beisdin and a star we write against him for failure to heed the psak din? When it's a failure to heed the psak din, we assume that it may not be pure rishos; it may just be he doesn't have the money right now. So if he says, "No, I'm committed." 
committed to paying it, and he just happens not have the money right now, we're already willing to tear up the Shtar Nidoy against him, because he's done what he can in the moment. Whereas if someone says, I'm committed to coming to Beisdin, well, if you're really committed to coming to Beisdin, there's a simple way to prove that, and that is, come to Beisdin. It's not going to cost you anything, so we're not going to tear it up until he actually shows up in Beisdin. Amr of Chista, Kovim Zman Sheni Vechamishi Vesheni, Zimna Vizimna Basar Zimna. Like we discussed yesterday, you tell them you invited your subpoena to court on a Monday, on a Thursday, on a Monday, but it's not all at once. You don't say, you don't send them one note that says, come Monday, Thursday, Monday. You say, you send him to come Monday. If he doesn't come Monday, then you send him that he's got to come Thursday. If he doesn't come Thursday, then you have to send him that he should come Monday. Ulamachar Kasvina, on the day after that final Monday, meaning on that Tuesday, they can can actually write a star against him. They cannot say late Monday afternoon, you know, there's no way he's coming. We told him to come Monday. He's not here yet. So we could already write the star neither. No, when he hasn't showed up the entire day, the next day you write against him. Rav Asi Ikle Be'rav Kahana Ravasi went to the basin of Ravkan and he saw that there was a woman that there were Mazmaladin at night, and the next morning they were already writing a star psicha against her. Don't don't you hold of Shaini Vikamishi Vishani that uh that 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 you you know it happens to be there's a, 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 another sugya in Moid Kat and Daftazain where the Gemara says that you're only Mazmin twice within. So it's a little bit seems like a stira, some of the Point out that our Gemara says that standard is Sheni Chamishi Vesheni before you do anything about it. Sounds like it's uh, it's three times. So uh, the, uh, the, the 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 question is how exactly do you uh, do you do you uh, do you do you reconcile the two sugyas? But so he said, but at the, at the very least, not one day and then the next day. There's a difference in men and woman. By a man, he has uh, he has an excuse. He might be very busy at work. He might not be in town because he might be uh, he might be traveling. A woman typically in those days was never working and she was never traveling. So the only reason she wouldn't come is because she's not interested in coming. So for her, they could by, for failure to show up immediately, they could write against her such a uh, such a star. We don't set a zman to come to Beisdin on uh, during the days of Nisan, nor during the days of Tishrei. Why not? Says Rashi. Because those are the times where it's a zman ktsira and a zman betsira. That's where people are busy working in the fields, so it's uh, it's not not a time that we could be Muslim people to din. That is Machlokas Rishon. The Rambam in Ilchsanedrin writes that the reason we don't do it during Nisan and Tishrei, those happen to be very important Jewish months aside from being times of Ketzirah and Betzirah. We have holidays that celebrate the Ketzirah and the Betzirah and because people are busy with those Yom Tovim, even if the person happens to not be a farmer, you're also not allowed to be Mazman Ladin because he's too busy preparing with the Yom Tov. So what's the Nafkamina between Rashi and the Rambam? The Nafkamina is, do you have to wait till Iyar or can you just do after Pesach is over? So once he's no longer busy with, uh, with the Yom Tov preparations, but he may still be busy in the field, so can you be Mazman Ladin? So Rashi assumes, Lushitaso, that you have to wait until Iyar. Rashi in Dibra Maskala Val says, Davil Basar Nisan, Shalkum Shav Ploni, be Iyar, that you said it be Iyar, Rashi Dafka says, not later on in Nisan. And also, Lobim Ali Yamatova, Velobim Ali Shabbata, you don't, you're 
not mazmin someone to a din on Erev Yantif, nor on Erev Shabbos, because we assume that they're very busy at those times. Aval, minisan, lebasar yom minisan, obiyomi tishrei, lebasar tishrei, kavinan. But to, so to be mazmin during Nisan, that he should show up after Nisan, in Iyar, or Tishrei, that he should show up after Tishrei, that were Koveya. But, to send on Friday that he should come on Sunday, that were not Koveya either. He's too busy with uh, his preparations for Shabbos, meaning not just too busy, he's, he's distracted. So you're going to send, sometimes you get something in the mail and you're focused on it, so you, you deal with it right away. And sometimes it's just, it comes at a bad time. It comes at a time you're distracted and you end up not getting back to it. You end up putting it aside, I'll get to it later, and you don't even remember that it came in the first place. So on Erev Shabbos, Erev Yantav, a person is so tarud that we're, we, we assume that he's, uh, he's very likely to forget. The Yishidim Gvetzah says, no, it's not, it's not that he's more tarud on Erev Shabbos than he is during Tishrei and Nisan. It's that Tishrei and Nisan, you know, when something like that happens where you forgot about something, so you'll remember a week later, you'll remember five days later, you remember two weeks later, you may not remember a day later. So if it's on Erev Shabbos and we said you have to come right after Shabbos, so that you may not remember, maybe not enough time for you to daven enough Shemon to uh, to think of it, but uh, but a person is, uh, is 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 given a whole month, so then it gives him enough time. Where at, at some point he's going to be thinking about whatever he's going to be spacing out, and he'll uh, and he'll realize that he has to think about it. <coughs> when people come to hear the special shear, that's not a time to be mazmin them for din, as Rashi points out, because that is a good way to make sure that no one will show up to the shear if they're handing out subpoenas. As people are walking into the shear, that's not going to be uh, very encouraging for uh, for the shear. I have a, a, a cousin who, uh, when he hires a housekeeper, he pays her on the books and does everything, makes sure it's totally legal. And uh, he said he's been audited two or three times already because uh, they can't find enough people to audit for this kind of thing. He's been audited two or three times. Uh, one of his kids' bar mitzvahs, he said, you know, I told the last time they audited me. So you worry about you know you know you're not going to find anything with me. But in a few weeks, I'm making a bar mitzvah. There will be three hundred people in the room who all pay the housekeepers off the books, you could come, and there was nervous laughter in the room. <laughs> People didn't think it was, uh, it was particularly funny. So, uh, but, but you see, you're not going to show up if, if that's what everyone's going to come. You're not going to show up, but you're going to show up, and they're going to ser- serve you with a subpoena. So that's not... So, lo l'bnei rigla berigla, ki avu'asil kamei de Rav Nachman. I came to Rav Nachman, amalahu, v'chilidchu knufaychu. So, when they came to Rav Nachman, he would say that uh, that 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 you think I gathered everyone together so that we can deal with your dine Torah? No, I gathered everyone together to learn Torah, not to deal with dine Torah right now. I don't want to. I don't want to discourage people. But But now that they're Ramai, we have to be choshesh. What does it mean that they're Ramai? That there are people that will come dafka for other reasons, for business reasons. But they know they can get out of all of the lawsuits by just showing up to the shear one day. So they'll show up to the shear just to get out of all their lawsuits. So now we have to be choshesh. We have to. We have we have to respond to the reality. We have to respond to what exactly is going on. If it's something that there's a chrayus, then you have to pay for it. I mean, that was going back in the Mishnah, that if the father had left the child, even though the child does not have to return those items that the father may have stolen, but if it's something that was a chrayus, that the father had, uh, had, had, uh, had, had left karka, so then you have to pay, pay back with that karka. There's a shibut on the father's karka that he has to, the child has to pay back even though the actual item that the father stole no longer exists the child already ate it, it 
it's gone. So Masin the Rav the Rabbi Shimon Berei, Rabbi the Rabbi Shimon Berei. Rabbi said to Rabbi Shimon his son as follows: Lo davar sheish parachais mamish elafilu parav acharish ba chamaru machamerach rav chayav nachsim nikvod avian. If it's anything that's recognizably something that belonged to their father, you have to return it because of kavod avian. Meaning, recognizably something that didn't belong to their father, it's recognizable that this is uh, someone else's item. So then you have to return it, even though uh, strictly speaking, maker adin, you would not have had to return it. But it just looks terrible that here you have something that the father had stolen and that remains in your possession. Yeah, you spoke about animals. What if it's a bed that you sleep on? It's a table that you happen to eat on. What would the din be in that case? So what's the havamina? That, that, that uh, he, he only, only a cow and a donkey? And it can't be anything else? Come on, that, can, that can't be the havamina. Obviously, a cow and a donkey is an example. So well, what's the havamina? That a table or a bed should be different? So Rashi writes, Kivan demidi dekai begav besa, who, v'lo meschazi lialma, do we assume that since these are things that are that are that, that are used indoors, so maybe that's not a zilusa to the father to have such things because people don't see it as much. Or maybe no, people have people come in out of their house all the time and they know, oh yeah, that's the stolen item that he keeps in his house. That's the stolen artwork and that's the stolen uh, chandelier and that's the stolen. So that's going to still look bad for the father. That uh, you have to figure it out on your own. You realize that I, I was giving examples, and the examples extend beyond the specific cases that uh, that I spoke about. So uh, the the question is: Is any of this nogeah lahalacha? Um, because the Rashba writes that we don't paskin like Rebbe, because Rebbe's whole svar is either that gzela is niknas legazlan because the bailim is miyaish and yeush alone is kona, or because the rishos hayarshim is considered like rishos lokeach, so you kona with 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 uh, and shina rishos lahalacha. Yehush alone is definitely not Kona, and La Halacha, Rishus Yoresh, is not Kirishus Lokeach. So we wouldn't paskin like any of this uh, anyway, meaning it's, it's not necessary to paskin like any of this, yet you have, a, you have to return it anyway. I mean, the whole, the whole thing is based on the fact that the children are really meeker, I didn't allow to keep it, it's just Mipnei Kvod Avian. We paskin, you have to return it, forget about Kvod Avian, you have to return it, it's not theirs. They have someone else's property in there, they have someone else's items. So uh, does this matter La Halacha at all? So so may matter the Rashi writes because we had a very similar notion on Daf when we were discussing Yorshim being chayv to be machzir ribis shegava avian that do Yorshim have to return ribis that their father collected? So we said that if it's a davra mesuyam, so davra is something that everyone recognizes that their father collected as ribis that they have to return So that's not totally in the Yehush and Shina Rishos discussions. So over there it is la'alacha that it's, if it's a davra mesuyam they have to return it. So this expansion of the definition of a Dover Muslim to even include uh, household items, to even include a table and a bed, so it, it, it may not be no gea to gezel, but it is no gea when it comes to ribis. So that's how the Rashba writes. A person, if he needs to get change, should not go and take change from the box of the tax collector where he puts all the money that he collects, nor the kiss shell gabotin where they collect the money from the people. They ain't no and you don't take tzedakah from them. But you're allowed to take from them if it's mitoch beso, if it's from their house, or you see them in the market and they're not, you know, carrying their tax collector box. So you're allowed to take from their own from their own wallet if they want to give you something. So the Rishonim discuss why it is you can't take from the mochsin. Some say that it's because the mochsin.
Yerushalayim are not Kona B'Yayush, and therefore they have a din of Gazlanim. But the Rashi points out that you can't say they're Gazlanim because the Motsum are collecting our Alpitzivay Melech. So they're like the Melech's appointed officers, appointed troops to do whatever the Melech wants. And certainly uh, the Bailim are Messiah-ish from that, from that money. They're never going to get it back. And even if they took up a Gazel, but the, these money, the, the monies themselves don't become Usr because you can't tell which money was from who. So there's no way that the Bailim hopes to get that money back. It's, uh, it's, it's like uh, uh, like Kalim that, that gets switched in the base of Uman, where you're allowed to be Mishtamish in such Kalim, the Gemara says in Masachas Bab Basra. And also, we're going to see that if the Moksim take someone's Chamor and, uh, and they, 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 they give it to someone else, Harelu Shalom, because the Bailim is totally misyayish from it. So it sounds like there is a Yeyush over here. That's why the Rashba says it's not Gezel, it just looks bad. It's a Geder, it's Harchakabi Alma. It's just that this is not who you want to be doing business with. He's taking his money from, uh, he's getting all of his money from innocent people and with unfair tax collections it's just not that's not where you want to be doing your business so it's our Chakabi Alma now with him you can do business as long as you're not dealing with that money it's just that it's not right it's not right to do to do business with that money so that's what Machlokas Rishonim is it not right or is it Bamish that you're taking something that's Gezel V'lonis Yashua Bailim now interestingly the Rambam and Ilks Gezela writes that people who are Becheskas Gazlanim and Becheskas that all their money is Gezel because their Melacha is Melechas Gazlanim he says for example Mochsin. That's what they do for a living. They're a bunch of gazlanim. Listim. That's by very definition. That's what they uh, they do for a living. You're not allowed to get any enough from them because it's becheskas melachazushu gazel, and you're not allowed to uh, take any money from from them at all. So the Mishnah Lamel just points out when he says you're not allowed to get any enough from them at all because it's chazaka that all their money is gazel. That's against our Mishnah because our Mishnah says that you can deal with them in the shuk. You can deal with them mitoch beso. You're just not allowed to deal with them when they're dealing with uh, with their box where they collect all that money. So the Beis Yosef uh, raises this issue. And he says when we say that you're allowed to take mitoch beisam, that's only in money because we're not choshish mishum gezel unless they took from these from the box of money that they actually take put the stolen money in. But if it's an item, if it's a davar shalmachal, if it's a kli, something like that, that we assume was actually stolen. So there's a difference between cash that they have and uh, and things that they have. And then he says that uh, a second teretz beis Yosef says there are two types of kabbalah from mochsim of receiving something from moches. One is when it's a matana, and the other is when you're nana, but you're not makabel matana from him. He, you give him money, and they give you a dinar in exchange for that money. So the Mishnah is talking about where you're not makabel matana. You're you're, uh, you're, you're doing some sort of exchange, but it's not an absolute matana. The Rambam saying, don't take any matanas from such people, even outside of the context of their uh, of their office. You don't want to take matanas from uh, from such people. But if you're, you're giving something in return, so then uh, that you're allowed to do on a more private level. Tana dinar You're allowed to give him a dinar, and he will give you. Uh, and meaning, let's say you owe him a half a dinar for the tax, and you only have large bills on you, so you're allowed to take your change from from the box. That, that's like matzun liadam. You know, you don't have to overpay because of that, because you don't want to take money from that box. From that box, umoksin. So says Gemara Varmer Shmuel Dina Melchus Adina. Why are we assuming that Moksin are a bunch of ganavim? Shmuel taught us that Dina the Melchus Adina, that uh, the Dina of the Melech of the Malchus, we, we have to be law-abiding citizens. So isn't this uh, halachically binding as well? It shouldn't be considered stealing at all. Am Rabbi Chanina Barkana Amr Shmuel b'Mochishen Lo Kitzva. If it's a Mochishen Lo Kitzva, then we don't assume Dina the Melchus Adina. What is the definition of Mochishen Lo Kitzva? So the Ravid writes that the Melech never 
never set any amount for anything, and the guy who's going around collecting is just making it up as he as he, he goes along. Others suggest that no, the Rambam writes that the Melech has a kitzvah, and this guy is adding to that kitzvah. The Melech had a set amount, and this guy's adding different than than that uh, that set amount. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there are others that say in no kitzvah just means that it's it's uh, that 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 it's it's not a fair uh, it's not a fair tax. That one day he'll feel this way, the other day he'll feel that way. It's whatever he's feeling in the moment. So it's not a uh, it's not a set tax, and if it's not fair, then uh, then then we're not going to apply dina malchus dina. That it's a moches who's self-appointed. So you can't say dina the malchus dina. The malchus has nothing to do with this. This guy happens to be the strongest guy in town, so he decided that he's going to that everyone knows him money. He's just a, a, a larger version of a backyard uh, school bully or something of a schoolyard bully. So he's just making everyone pay him. But that's not uh, dina malchus dina. So that's one source of the context of these two exceptions of dina malchus dina. Ika demasna Some taught this, these exceptions in the following context. Person is not allowed to wear shotness even on top of ten other pieces of clothing if his uh, intention is to avoid having to pay the tariffs on the clothing. That seems to be against Rabbi Kiva. The Rabbi Kiva holds that you're allowed to put on klayim as a way of avoiding the tax payments. So I understand what they're arguing about in terms of Dine Shatnis. I understand. Can you put on the clothing just to avoid the taxes? You're not putting on the clothing for Anas Levisha. So it's a Dovashen Miskavin that you're getting the Anas Levisha. So that's a Machlokas, Dovashen Miskavin, Mutter or Asr. But, but what's the whole premise over here? That the reason you would do this is to be Mavriach the Mechas, and that we have no problem with. Is that really Mutter from Shmuel? Dina the Malchus Adina. Shmuel said Dina the Malchus Adina. It's very interesting because the, the, the possibility is raised that wherever we have Dina the Malchus Adina throughout Shas, it's always Shmuel. So there's a discussion in the Akronim. Is, is it a Machlokas perhaps? Meaning, does, does someone maybe disagree with the premise of Dina the Malchus Adina? How do we know we necessarily pass in Dina the Malchus Adina? So the, the line of question of the Gemara is that I understand that there's a well known Machlokas about Tavashet Miskavin. So that there's room to argue about. But uh, Dina the Malchus Adina. Well, there's no room to argue over there, and they're all on the wrong side of it by, by arguing about uh, <coughs> about the shotness. So I'm Rav Chinnah Barakana, I'm Rav Shmuel, b'mochi she'en lo kitzvah. Those it must be that the guy putting on shotness in order to avoid the taxes is a case where the taxes are not going to be binding minadin because they're one of these two exceptions. Now the Rambam writes that one is not allowed. The Rambam writes in Chzklayim, one is not allowed to wear shotness in order to avoid the uh, the mechas. The uh, the problem is the Kesemishta points out that our Gemara makes it tally on davershen miskavin. That if you hold davershen miskavin is mutter, then a person is allowed to put on uh, the klayim in order to avoid. The mechas. The problem is in Hilchas Shabbos. The Rambam writes that Davashenu Miskavin is mutter. So why is it that he's going to hold that over here? It's Davashenu Miskavin, and that's why it's going to be usher that you're not allowed to put on the shotness, even though it's Davashenu Miskavin. Yet in Hilchas Shabbos, he holds Davashenu Miskavin is mutter. So uh, the the uh, the Mishnah suggests that the Gemara was just saying as, as throwing out as a havamina. Maybe what they're arguing about is Davashenu Miskavin, but that may not necessarily be 
dispute what they're arguing about. That, that could just be um, to, to make it that the, the Mishnah is lahalacha. But maybe the, the argument is really about more than just davrashen and miskaving. And then he suggests that maybe the Mishnah of Riach Meches is talking about where you wear levisha gemura, where it's a psik reishen, that even by Hilcha Shabbos, davrashen and miskaving is mutter, but mother of Shim psik reishen, that if it's psik reishen, that it's going to happen automatically, then it's going to be asr, then everyone else that it's going to be asr. So maybe over here, when you're wearing the shatness, it's a psik that you can get the anah, and that's why it's asr. The other possibility is that there's a difference between Hilcha Shabbos versus halachas of everything else. By Hilcha Shabbos, we have a unique concept referred to as melechas machshavas, and maybe the heter of Davashayim Miskavin is special heter in Hilcha Shabbos because it doesn't qualify as melechas machshavas. But when it comes to uh, other areas of Torah, maybe Davashayim Miskavin is going to be is going to be asr. So uh, because there is no uh, there is no standard of melechas machshavas. That's why you have melechshayim shrichalagufu when it comes to Hilcha Shabbos. You have misasa. You have all all these uh, dinim. So you always have to ask by each of those melechas machshavas type of dinim, how does it apply in Hilcha Shabbos and how does it apply outside of the context of Hilcha Shabbos? And it doesn't always match. The Some learned these exceptions in a third context. You can take a false neder to avoid the people who are coming to take money unlawfully from you and say, oh no, you can't take this. You, you, you can take this, but it's truma. And you know, they're very careful, they're very religious, so they're not going to want to eat truma. Or you tell them, this is the base melech, the king is going to go off with your head if you take this. Or even though it's not true, it's not shal truma, it's not shal base melech, in order to avoid having to pay it. So says Ulamochsin, for a tax collector, you're allowed to say that? What happens to Dina Machus? Dina, the tax collector, is entitled to take his taxes. One of these two exceptions, that's the third context where we raise these exceptions. Ravashi says we're talking about a Moches Kenani, another exception, a third exception. That if it's a Moches Kenani, Kenani is Lavdachka Kenani, it means a Moches Goy, that uh, apparently that makes it Mutter. Titania, Yisrael the Kenani, Anas, Shabol Ludin, if you have a Jew and an Andrew that come to a Din Torah and you're, way, you're able to be Mazaka the Jew using Dine Torah, so then do it and say, and you should know that's our Din, so we're judging based on our Dinim. If you can uh, figure out in uh, their laws that the Jew is going to win, so then you use their laws and you say, look, it's by your own system of law. If that doesn't work, then you do whatever tricks you can to try to uh, try to slant the case the way you want it to end up. You can't do that. That's uh, you have to make a kiddush Hashem. So you have to show a sense of integrity. But even Rabbi Kiva sounds like it's only a Kiddush Hashem, Haleka Kiddush Hashem, Bayin, that if it weren't for a Kiddush Hashem, then you would be allowed to be Bayin Alav Bakif, and you could try to figure out a way to Patu the Israel. But frankly, Gemara, Gezel, Kanani, Mishari, are you allowed to steal from a, from a guy? Vatanya, remember Shimon Zavar said, Darsh Rabbi Kiva, Kishvami Zafirin, Minayin, Gezel, Kanani, Shu Asr, Rabbi Kiva came and he said, Not is Gezel Kanani Asr. How do we know? Where do we see in the Torah that Gezel Kanani is Asr? 
Tamalomer Achrinim Geula Tielo Shaloyim Shechenu Viyetze. So you see that uh, that that you're not allowed to take him from from Beisdin. You're not allowed to take the the, the Eved who was taken by the guy who was bought by the guy. You're not allowed to just take him away. You have to uh, you have to be Goelim for money. Yachal Yiglomalav. You might think that you could let the Kanani uh, raise the price on you and charge you whatever you want. Tamalomer Vachishivim Kone. You should be smart about it. You should make a smart deal and you should negotiate. But it should but it shouldn't be that you just take him. You doctake him im im koneu. I'm Ravis Lokasha. Habakanani Habiger Habiger Toshev. That so Ravis Vachishivim Kone. You doctake him koneu. So we see they have to you have to make a, a, a negotiation. But I'm Ravis. So bottom line is that how can we say that you're allowed to slant the case if not for Kiddush Hashem in favor of the Jew? I thought you're not allowed to be. Maybe a regular guy you're allowed to uh, do this too, but not a Gertoshev. That's not true. This is one of those dapim. If you leave halfway in the middle, you get the very wrong impression. A lot of times you have a Havamina, and people take offense to the Havamina, but that's not the Maskana. You've got to follow it through to the Maskana. But the, the Gertoshev and Kanani are mentioned together. The same Pasuk. So you see, clearly we're talking about a ger, a ger toshav, a guy, everybody, all together. There's the chilik. There's the difference between stealing and when you're not stealing, when you're already muksuk in the money and not paying back the money that you're already muksuk in. But by the Ebed Ivri, isn't that an example of Haska, of Hafka Salvaso? You're going to take the Evid back and you'll owe him the money. So No, he owns the Evid. So since he owns the Evid, it's considered Gzela to take the Evid away from him without paying him properly for it. The Gezel of a Kanani is forbidden. But if you find his Aveda, you're allowed to keep the Aveda. You don't have to do a Shavas Aveda. Gzela Aser, why is Gezel of a of a guy aser da amar ravuna minayin legezel kanani shu aser shneamar vachaltas kol amar shar shem el kachon asenicha bezman shein mesurim biyadecha v'lo bezman shein mesurim biyadecha when a kodesh baruch hu dafka gives them over in your hands then you're allowed to take their their things but if kodesh baruch hu doesn't dafka give them over in your hands then not avedosim mutaris how do I know that the avedos mutar da amar ravchama barguri amar rav minayin avedos kanani shi mutaris how do I know that avedos kanani is mutar shneamar because uh, the Pasuk says, that you have to you have a mitzvah a Shavas Aveda to your brethren, but not to a Kanani. One might think, well, maybe if you see it on the street, you don't have a responsibility to go and pick it up. But once you've picked it up, it's not yours, and maybe even by a Kanani you would have to return it. That you already found it, which sounds like you've already taken it, still there's no mitzvah of a Shavas Aveda when it comes to, uh, to a guy. Now, the Gemara's conclusion is very clear that Gezel Akum is Asr, and we seem to have quoted a Pasuk to that effect. Rashi writes in Masech Sanhedrin, it is therefore Asr Midar Raisa, to be Gozel an Akum. He actually quotes the Pasuk of Sasho Kesreyecha, and the Akum is not, um, I'm sorry, Rashi writes Midar Raisa, there's no Isr, because the Isr of the Sasho Kesreyecha, and an Akum is not Bechlal Reyecha, 
halacha. But the isra that we're concluding over here is an isra midrabbanan, not that it's an isra midaraisa. The Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch paskin that uh, someone who steals from a guy is over on a lav of Los Ignovu, and that's an isra daraisa of Los Ignovu. So they raise the question, the Nosei Kelim on the Shulchan Aruch, that the Rama writes in Evin Ezer that if a person is Makadish Nisha with Gazalakim, she's Mukudashas, because you don't have to, you don't have a Chiyav HaGzela, so it's uh, considered your money, she's Mukudashas. Aye, but if it's an isra daraisa, to steal the money from the guy in the first place, how could it be Mukudasha? So the Achonim say that. You have to say there's a distinction between the Isser to steal and the Chiyuv Hashava. Maybe there's no Chiyuv Hashava Mida Oraisa, and therefore you, the, she would be Mukudashas. But the Isser to steal might still be an Isser, an Isser da Oraisa. We also discussed a, a little bit about Dina Malchus Adina. There's also major Machlokas Rishonim, what Dina Malchus Adina is based on, where it comes from, that, there's a, that you have to listen to the, to the Dina of the Malchus. The Rashbam and Masech's Babasa writes, because when you live in a certain place, you are uh, thereby accepting all the rules of that place. The, the Ran says, no, it's because the king owns all of the land. The Ran and Masech's Darm, famous Ran. The king owns all of the land, and since he owns all of the land, he has the right to say, you want to live on my land, you have to play by my rules and give me the money that I charge you to live on my land. So the Ran just points out that that Luchar would only apply if the king rightfully owns all of the land. But that's where the Ran's famous exception about Eretz Yisrael. That in Eretz Yisrael, where all Jews have, uh, have, are entitled to their chelik in the Yerusha of Eretz Yisrael, then Dinu Malchus Adina would not apply. We happen to not paskin like that Ran in Shulchan Aruch. We paskin like the Rambam against that Ran in Shulchan Aruch. It's got nothing to do with the king owning the land, and that's why we do have to pay taxes. That's not why. There are other reasons why we have to pay taxes in Eretz Yisrael, but that's one of the reasons that we have to pay taxes in Eretz So the most fundamental reason is that our taxes aren't what Argomar is talking about at all. Argomar is talking about the king just wants money, but he's not talking about where they're going to do your garbage collection and give you security and pave your roads. That's a shutfus. Everyone who participates in a shutfus has to, uh, has to pay their share of the, uh, of the shutfus. That's, that's really the reason that we have to pay. Tanya Rabbin always points it out. Tanya Rabbin ben Yomer. If there's a chil Hashem involved, then even the Aveda of the guy is asr to keep. Amr to Usa Muteris, but if he makes a mistake, that's going to be Mutter. Kiyad Shmuel, Zavin Mikuti, Shmuel, Likna Dava, Shmuel once bought from Kuti a Kli made out of gold, or was supposed to be made out of gold, Vimar de Parzala, Vidal Zuze, and it was made out of copper and it was for four Zuz. I'm sorry, and it was supposed to be for four Zuz, Vivle Chad Zuza, and the one Zuz got lost sort of in the shuffle and the guy didn't realize. Ravkana he, uh, he bought uh, 120 uh, barrels for the for a hundred for a hundred zuz, and he uh, and he and he paid him uh, whatever 99 or one, one got, uh, got got lost in the shuffle. And the guy said, "I'm relying on you to do the chesed." He, he knew that the guy wasn't going to count anyway, so that was his own tos. Ravina zavin dikla hu vikuti that he and Akuti partnered to buy a dekel to cut it up for the branches. So they were going to split the branches evenly. So he told the Shamish, go in and cut the, the thicker branches that are toward the bottom, because when the Kuti comes to, uh, to split
split up the tree, he's only interested in, in doing a count of how many branches. He's not going to be clever enough to realize that he's getting the thinner branches, so get me all the thicker ones. He saw these vines that were laden with grapes. He said, go see if they belong to a Jew or if they belong to a non-Jew. If they belong to a Jew, don't bring them to me, but if they belong to a non-Jew, I want you to get them for me. The Kuti happened to have been in the, uh, in the, in the, 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 the vineyard right then. The Kuti Shari says, well, oh, because I'm a guy, so you're going to steal it from me? So I'm like, Kuti Shakadam. He says, who's talking about stealing? I was going to pay you for it. It's just that a Kuti will take money from me. I'm a very important rabbi. Yisrael, Shakadami, the Jew's never going to take money from me. He's not going to, you know, he'll either give it to me as a gift or he's not going to want to sell it to me. But, uh, but I, I just know that it's, that it's for sale when, uh, when, it, when it comes to a Kuti. I knew Yisrael is not going to be interested in taking money. Gufa, Amr Shmuel, Dina de Malchusadina. So we had said, Dina de Malchusadina. Amr Rav Teda, Dekatli, Dikli, Vigashri, Gishri, Vavrina Layu. The right of Dina de Malchusadina is the government comes, they cut down people's decal trees, they build bridges out of the stolen decal trees that they take from people, and we walk on those bridges. So apparently we're, we're relying on the government authority to be allowed to do that. Maybe that's because there's Yeyush. The owners have already given up hope of ever getting them back. Well, if it weren't for the fact that why in the world are they being miyayish from ever getting it back? No, it must be they're being miyayish because of uh, and that's why we're allowed to walk on these bridges even though the lumber may have been, uh, may have been stolen. Okay, we're right in the middle of an idea, but we'll pick up from there tomorrow.